Welcome to Life-Changing Moments, a podcast dedicated to discussing biblical truths and practical strategies that will help grow our relationship with God. I'm your host, Jamika Ellison, and it is my pleasure to share with you this week's insightful episode. Stay tuned and let's grow together. Welcome to Life Changing Moments, a devotional podcast. This week's episode, I have my special guest with me, Reverend Patrick Harding of New Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church um, is here. And we were going to be discussing Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11 um, from my devotional book. The title of this devotional is Frustrated But Not Defeated. And so I'm going to open up and read the scripture basis for our talk today, and then we're going to dive right in and and see what God will say to us through his word. Again, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And all that were with him at the drought of the fishes, which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. And I've read um, Luke chapter five in its entirety, verses one through or verses one through 11. And so we're talking about today um, this idea of, of the frustrations that we face when we are doing what has become our, our jobs or when, even when we're walking in our daily walk with God. And so In this passage of scripture, we see men who were fishermen having challenges with what they knew how to do, and that was to fish. But then we see the impact of having Jesus uh, come on the the ship and and teach the word. So just starting off, um, Patrick, what just of this scripture in general, I know you've uh, read through it. What are your thoughts about um, this scripture? Well, I mean, my, my, my initial thought when I was reading through the scripture and just kind of thinking about it in preparation for this um, was was just about the fact that obviously you have Jesus who is 
who is teaching the people. He's, he's decided to push off into this boat so that he's not you know, overcrowded. Everybody can see and hear him. Uh, but then at the end of his Bible study, if you will, uh, he tells them to launch out into the deep. Uh, and, and Peter's response, you know, as we understand it, is, is one of, well, Lord, I, I'll do it. Um, but it just it doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense to me in this moment because we've already been out here two nights in a row and we caught nothing. Right. And so, you know, he's like, I'm tired. Uh, you know, I kind of you know, I, I was cool with you in the boat for for going up and doing your Bible study. But, you know, now, you know, we were probably getting ready to come back in. Um, and so uh, you want us to go back out again. And, and he does it. Uh, really because of who Jesus was and who he believed Jesus to be. Uh, and as a result of his obedience, um, his, his uh, haul or if his catcher would, or his uh, ability to, to bring in a haul, if you will, is, is overwhelming. It is, it is overly abundant. And the thing that I kind of took away from that is, is that, you know, in, our, in all of our lives, we have these moments where we're doing whatever it is that we do. Right. Um, and as we are, as we are moving um, through life, there, there's so many times when things just don't work out in the, the way that we want them to, or in the timing that we want them to. Right. Uh, and because they're, they're not working uh, in our timing, well, we tend to get not only frustrated, but we tend to get antsy and anxious. Yes. Uh, and, and sometimes even to just decide, we're just going to give up and just not go forth anymore. Uh, and yet, those in many of those instances, those are the moments where the Lord uh, shows up, like right in the nick of time, right? Shows up right at, at, at that final moment when we're almost getting ready to throw the towel in uh, to say, hold on, hold on, not yet. Let's do it again. Uh, and the difference being that when he does it or when we do it again, we do it not by ourselves or in our own timing or on our own minds, uh, but we do it within the timing and the plan and the will of God uh, and everything uh, works better when you're doing it in the will of God. Absolutely. Um, you're, you said a lot of things, uh, a lot of good things. One, <laughs> one of the things you uh, said, I, kept, I heard you say it a couple of times, and you talked about timing. And, and that is, that word, right, alone, when you want to talk about frustration in, in ministry or in, you know, in your walk and relationship with God and life in general, timing is big because, more often than not, God's timing and our timing um, rarely line up. We, he, he has Correct. a set time. And, and a lot of times, like you said, we, are, we get anxious for something to happen. Um, but, but God has already a, a set time for those things to happen. Um, I have this in the devotional insight. Um, and I want to read it. Um, I wrote this. Uh, when the word is your foundation, anything is possible. Once the word, who was Jesus manifested in the flesh, uh, coming from John 1 and 1, once the word planted himself on the thing that was not producing, productivity became a guarantee. And, you know, in just even thinking about kind of this passage of scripture on today, kind of just meditating on it, that's what kept ringing for me. And that's the idea of, the impact of the word of God, because that's who Jesus was. He was the word of God manifested in the flesh. And so you had the word on the ship teaching the word. And, and you know, with that as a foundation, and of course, you know, growing up, always would hear the old saints say it. And now, you know, as I've gotten older, I've come to have a better understanding 
understanding of it. And that is everything is going down, but the word of God, you know, um, and right. a lot of times when we have things that fail, you know, I have to talk about that, right? Because they, they were fishermen. That is what they had an expertise mm-hmm. in and they went out and they failed at it on this occasion. And so when we have things that have that fail for us, a lot of times what we do is immediately walk away and we, we give up uh, and, and don't don't even realize that just because it failed once does not mean that it is a failure. It just means for that that moment, it did not work. And here we have Jesus basically saying to them, try again. And that's that's a hard thing, really. Um, to to kind of hear when you put all you had in it the first time that it didn't work. Um, right. Especially when we talk about ministry, right? And, and you're, you're a pastor, you're, you're a leader, and I, I'm sure you can attest to things that you have tried even in ministry that have failed. This is, you, you know, you, you're doing what you know to do as, as pastor. So um, let's talk about that a little bit. The idea of when we do things that don't work, how should we respond or what is the proper response for those that say they love God? You know, when we fail at something that we have been called to do, what do you think about that? Well, let me just say this on the outset. I, I, I definitely believe that, that Jesus chose his disciples intentionally. Yeah. And, and I believe that he chose these particular disciples because of the fact that they were fishermen. And the reason I say that is because of the simple fact that they not only were accustomed to uh, having days where they would catch a lot, but also having days where they would not catch anything mm-hmm. at all. This, this was not uncommon for them. This was not like this was a day where it just, it just all went to heck. They didn't, they didn't know what was going on. Um, they, they were accustomed to having good days and having bad days, but also understanding that that their livelihood depended on them getting over the day before and going back out to go one more time. Right. right? Uh, because you just never know what's going to happen the next time you go out. Uh, and I believe that Jesus uh, and, and choosing his disciples, I, I believe he chose them on purpose because they had the right mindset. Their, their timing might have been off. Uh, and, and then we know on, on a separate occasion that, that when they were casting the net, he tells them to cast the net on the other side of the boat from where they have been casting right. the net. And they ultimately end up catching even even more fish in the same way. Uh, and so th- their timing might have been off or the direction of where they were throwing the net in that moment might have been off. But their mindset was right, uh, that they were willing to to try it again, to, to go out again, to overcome what happened yesterday. Yesterday was yesterday. Uh, let me try it again. And definitely let me try it again uh, when it is at the request of the Lord. And I think for for many people, um, you know, we, we oftentimes give up thinking that that's that's the will of God. Right. If God wanted it to work, then right. it would have worked. But because we failed, uh, obviously, that's not the will of God. And that's not always that's not always the case. It is sometimes, but it's not always the case. Sometimes God allows it to fail the first time, one, because it's not in his in his timing, which we've already talked mm-hmm. about. Uh, but sometimes too, he does it because he's trying to teach us uh, about having resilience, resilience, about being able to bounce back, 
um, from from the circumstances of life that just because it's no today doesn't mean that it's no always. Um, I'm taking I'm having to jot down notes while you talk, so I don't forget what I what I want to say. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago in my second episode, um, um, Yana and I talked about the 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 power of letting go and and something you said about being able to let go of a failure. Um, and, and, and there are a lot of people who, who can't let that go. And so the consequence then of, of not being able to let go of a time where whatever that thing is, right, did not work, means you can't grab hold of what's the next time, what's the, what God has intention for you. And another thing you said about uh, training, at the end of this passage, he, he tells them that I'm getting ready to, to make you uh, uh, fishers of men. He said, I'm going to, from henceforth, you're going to catch men. And I think um, exactly what you said, that is such a crucial lesson when you talk about ministry and, and winning souls and making disciples for Christ, that there are going to be failures. There are going to be times that you do your best and it does not work. But if we absolutely stop, you know, you know, I always think about and I've taught Sunday school before and would always talk about the idea of the early church. If after Christ was crucified and, of course, resurrected, nobody said anything, the message would not have gotten out. It, It is those people who in a in the face of persecution, physical persecution, threat of death threat of jail time, um, being imprisoned, in, in the face of that, that those people pressed on and begin to, uh, you know, the disciples begin to branch out and begin to share this gospel. And then, of course, Paul comes on the scene. And, and during that time, if the early church in, in the failings had said, you know what, we're done with this, we're not, you know, we're not going to do this. And as a matter of fact, just, we can recall that after Christ was resurrected and he came back. What did the what did Peter go? He said, I'm gonna I'm going fishing. I think I'll go fishing. He went back to fishing. Right. Christ had to come and appear to them when they were out fishing and waiting on the shore. And and he what he asked them, he said, Do you love me? And they you know we love you. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. There's 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 a something that we have to do. And I, I I like um, what you were saying about the the idea of training um, and that in what God, what what Christ was preparing them to do, which is to be disciples, to be fishers of men, they would have to be able to deal with failure. Um, I I, I think, you know, the the most successful people that we read about in books, um, you know, and I always, time after time, you read about people that are successful now, you can't read about their successes without understanding their failures and, and what didn't work before they got to what worked. And I think the, uh, for me, when I thought about this on um, just this morning, I was just thinking about the power of the word of God as a foundation. When his word is the foundation of what we do, whatever we're going to build on that foundation will not fail, will not fall, right? And I think sometimes right. we're building things on other stuff, uh, on, on our... Go ahead. And, and I was going to say, and if I could say, I mean, that that's where I believe the frustration comes in many uh-huh. times because sometimes our efforts uh, are built on what we want in mm-hmm. a moment or, or what we want in a season or what our plan is. 
and it's not always necessarily built on the plan or the the purpose that the Lord has laid out for us. And, and so what you ultimately end up seeing then uh, is a lot of time and a lot of effort, a lot of emotion um, put into something that may or may not be the will right. of God. Uh, and so you 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 get you get to a point where you're where God ultimately says, okay, you've wasted enough time now. I need your attention, right? right? Uh, and, and ultimately puts that wall in front of you where you're 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 frustrated. You can't move further. You can't go where you want to go. It's not working out the way you thought that it would, uh, because God is trying to redirect us um, into into a new path or into the the real path that He ultimately has for us. And, and so for me. Uh, you know, when you when you hit these moments of frustration, there, there, there really has to be kind of a, a a personal introspection, I guess, if you will, of of what am I doing? You know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. You know, is, is this clearly what I've heard from the Lord? Uh, is, is this his plan for my life or am I trying to make something work that God never mm-hmm. sanctioned or blessed? Wow. Yeah, that that is. <laughs> where frustration, just like you said, lies in that, you know, trying to do something that wasn't meant to work. And a lot of times we'll, we'll spin our wheels there, right? And, and and you'll try it again and you'll try it again. It doesn't work, doesn't work. At some point, and, and that's why I go back to what's the foundation? There has to be right. a, an encounter because that's, that's what happened here. You have these fishermen who that's what their job is, first of all. And so they've come in back to the shore, which means the day of fishing, the time of fishing is done. They, they, they've done, that day is done. They're coming back. They were empty-handed. And here you have Jesus that comes and says to them, can I borrow your boat? It's really where he starts out and, 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 and ask them, um, can he come, you come into the ship and said, to the thrust out a little bit from the land, specifically what he said in verse three. And then he sat down and began to teach people out of the, out of the ship. And so, you know, the, the fact that was, I think most fascinating. And I think you, you said something to this uh, a, a minute ago, and that is that after these expertise, they, they, you know, Christ was not an actual fisherman. He, he was a carpenter, he was a carpenter's son. Like, so his expertise from the human side, right, was not fishing. And so even what they may have heard about him, they knew he wasn't a fisherman, whatever they believed right. him to be. And so you have this non-fisherman saying to you, you know, to go back out there. And, and now you're going back out there, watch this, out of the season that you believe should have been the time where, where it was going to work. And, and God sometimes right. moves in our lives outside of our seasons. And in, in, in Genesis, you know, when, when, when God created the, the sun, the moon, and the stars, the Bible says that those were done to, and he did it for, for days and for seasons to, he did that for us. Those, those time markations are, are not for him. He's an eternal God. He doesn't have a beginning and he doesn't have an ending. He doesn't need a season to be God. And so sometimes we box God in, you know, and to say that this is the time that God is supposed to move, which is what happened, right? This, there was a time that they were supposed to catch fish. And now here this man saying, go back out, launch out to the deep and let down your nets for a drop. In verse five, Simon, Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we, we did this already. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he said, we have toiled all the night. 
Right. <laughs> all the night. We've we've already been out the, the the time that we should have been out there and we've taken nothing. And then he says this, which is the, the, the most powerful piece, I think. He said, nevertheless, I don't, I don't think you know what you're talking about, but at thy word, <laughs> I'm, we're going to do what you say. That's We forget right. that way sometimes because sometimes, you know, we we feel like because God will go against the norm, whatever that is, right, of, of how something should work, um, you know, we almost want to tell God what, what you know, what should work and when. No, it's not the time for that, God. How, how are we going to do that? And nevertheless, at thy word, it becomes we have to, in this walk, be able to trust the word of God. And know that the word and, is. And Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I would add to that that look at the outcome, mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking about the fish, but but look at the outcome of of the catch, yeah. right? That they are so overwhelmed at the fact that, as you said, uh, Jesus, who's a carpenter's son, mm-hmm. right? Carpenter by trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, has such a connection. They already believed him to be a man of God. They'd already heard enough about him to know that that far, that right. much. But but has such a powerful connection is walking with God in such a way that this carpenter who should in theory have no knowledge, no real knowledge mm-hmm. of what it means to be a commercial fisherman, right. uh, gives them a word uh, to, to cast their nets one more time, sends them back out at a time that normally they would never go mm-hmm. fishing. Because in any cases, they fished at night. So this is daytime now when they're when they're coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, and so a time that they would never go fishing, <laughs> uh, you know, at in, in a spot that they've already been fishing yeah. uh, and, and to have them cast the nets out there one more time. And then to 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 bring in such a haul that it's almost to the point that they're not able to bring it in and they have to get other people to come. And then at the end of all of that, for them to come back to the shore and now they are just completely awestruck yeah. at the power uh, and, and and at the uh, the ability of God, right, uh, to to be able to kind of speak into their their what seemed like was going to be a hopeless situation, at least on that day, uh, was going to be a, a net net no return. Right. Uh, and yet, in the midst of all of that, God God turns that nothing uh, around into to a great something, not even just a little bit, but He turns it around to more more than enough. Uh, and for me. That, that that's really where the, the power of this message is, 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 is look at what happens in the end. This is more than just about them catching some fish, because at the end of the, the text, it simply says that they decided, OK, now we're going to follow Jesus. They actually left their profession. They quit their jobs. They quit their jobs because they realized, wait a minute. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've been doing the right thing. I've learned the skills, but I, I, I'm looking or I'm going after the wrong stuff. I'm trying to catch fish, but now I need to know how to catch men. God, you know, that's the higher. Yes, God. God has such an awesome ability to use what we've got, and and, and we we see that all you know all throughout Scripture. What jumped uh, came to mind immediately was the um, when the feeding of the five thousand, and they they the five five loaves and and two fish, and they're right. Um, he used what they had, and with these fishermen, you know, um, a lot of the disciples that were fishermen that Jesus handpicked, 
he he used the skill that they had and and then he was going to apply that to ministry. And so, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we separate our secular job as we call them, right? And 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 then ministry is different. So we may have whatever title or or, or whatever we do, like in the church, um, and we 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 put a line in the sand with what we do on our secular job. And I believe that God is so God that that what He's called you to do on your secular job is still done to give Him glory. Like there's still something in that place in that job, right? That can bring Him glory. There's still work to be done there. And if we kind of look at it holistically, because here you have fishermen and he says to them, you've caught fish all of your life, but now I'm about to teach you and show you how to catch men, how to, how to make disciples. Um, Because when I leave here, you know, it's really as he's preparing all of this is in preparation for his departure. This was going to be such a necessary component. Like I said before, if the disciples, after he was resurrected, if they had stopped and nobody said, we're not going to continue talking about this, he gone, like the gospel would not have been spread. Like you and I are benefactors of the gospel that was spread by the first people that were eyewitnesses to Christ. And so that lets us know how important our job is you know, today, right now, today, um, as disciples of Christ, right, as followers of Christ, to make sure that we are catching, we are fishing, you know, um, because that, that's, the, that's what needs to continue to happen. I also thought about this in relation to um, them, them going back out. The fish that they caught were already in the water, like, like Christ didn't go dump some fish in there <laughs> where right. those fish were already there and it's, and it's on purpose. And I, I, what I hear uh, what jumped out at me just now was when Jesus told him about when Lazarus died, he said, I'm glad that Lazarus died for, for your sake so that you can get a better understanding of who I am. And that brings me to this point. Sometimes God does frustrate our cause because there's something he's trying to show us. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So, so I believe there's some, there's, there are things not only trying to show us, but there's, there's lessons that you can only learn in those moments of frustration. Right. Uh, and I, 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 I think about just simply, you know, patience, oh. learning patience. Um, and learning how to to wait on the the Lord and His timing to do, you know, whatever He's spoken over our lives to do, uh, and, and understanding that that timing isn't our own, uh, and learning even in in the waiting that it's not just about standing still waiting around for the Lord to do right. something, but that we continue to do whatever it is that He's called us to do in that moment until our desired or expected end comes to pass. Uh, and I, it's, it's just powerful when you kind of really think about it because you can't experience that until you have some moments where you had to wait. Right. You don't you don't learn patience. Patience doesn't come because of the simple fact that you you prayed and God gave it to you. No, it comes through experience. Um, and so we're back with um, Reverend Patrick Harding, and we've been discussing 
Luke chapter five and the idea of a frustrated purpose and how God can help us and strengthen us when our purpose is frustrated. Um, I want to kind of talk about, because one of the goals of my podcast is in, in discussing the word is to really talk about practical strategies like that people can actually use and apply to their daily lives. And so I want to talk about the idea of trying again and, and how we can encourage okay. people who, because sometimes, you know, people, whether it may be, um, I'll use writing a book as an example, and, and maybe someone feels that God has put that on their heart to write a book, um, but they've started it and stopped it and started it and stopped it and then finally, you know, kind of just put it on the shelf. And um, I, I know that's really what happened for me. I've had an idea about a book for a while, um, for years, actually. And it wasn't until um, last year that something changed in my drive to do it. And I got the drive just to do it. Um, and it's almost like I had to get it out. I had to get it out. Um, and so I don't know if you um, Pat, ever had, you know, that experience where God has said to you, try it again. And because that's not always an easy thing to hear and then do. Right. Um, we're talking about it first, Absolutely. if you can uh, kind of share on that. I mean, I, I I can just use my my I guess entrance, if you will, into uh, becoming a pastor and being a pastor of a church. Um, you know, I, I pastor at a church where I grew up in, uh, primarily uh, for for the majority of my life as from a youngster up, uh, and so you know, coming back home, uh, I I'd served under other administrations, and and even in the absence of a pastor, kind of played that that interim role. Uh, and I can tell you from from my point of view that you know after having done that a couple of a couple of different uh, seasons, uh, I had really come to a place in my life where I was I was very frustrated with the situation. Um, you know, I wanted I felt like that was what God was calling me to, and that was what my mm -hmm. purpose and purpose was. I, I always knew that you know I was going to be pastor of the church, and yet uh, it just didn't seem like it was coming together. Uh, and honestly, I was I was I was kind of like how Peter was. I was kind of at my wits end. I was I was wrapping it up and and really getting ready to throw the towel in. Uh, and it was in that moment uh, when I kind of let go uh, that that the Lord kind of uh, opened the door for real. Uh, and I was able to to finally kind of step into it. And so it, it just it just kind of uh, reaffirmed in me. Uh, that that it's not over until God says it's over. Um, and for for anybody that's listening, listening to this or will listen to this, you know, my encouragement is to to them would be that you know don't allow uh, one one bad instance or maybe even several bad instances to cause you to walk away from what the Lord has called you to. Um, you know that that it's a part of the plan. It's a part of the process. Um, and that when we understand that. And recognize that it is absolutely a process. That is not an event. That is not going to happen in a moment. But that it is a process that the Lord is taking us through. Uh, then you begin to understand that you know that there really is no time constraint. God is not constrained right. by time. Uh, so so it's, it's never time is never an issue with the Lord. Um, so it's not really about timing. It's just really about preparation. Uh, that we're actually ready for uh, what the Lord is about to bless us with. One of the scriptures I always love. 
uh, is Jesus talking about uh, the character of the father. And Jesus makes the, uh, the analogy, if you will, between uh, an evil father and God, which is kind of interesting. He says, listen, even evil fathers know how to give their kids right. good gifts. You know, an evil father, never, even a, a sinful person, if you will, uh, when their children ask for food, don't go give them a viper or a snake. Um, you know, if, so if, if a if a sinful or a evil person knows how to do give good gifts, what what do you think your your father in heaven will do for you? Um, and, and so it's it's powerful when you kind of think about that because God makes sure that what He gives to us, one, we're ready to handle, uh, and two, that we're prepared for. Uh, but more importantly, to make sure that it's going to work in our lives. And if it doesn't work, uh, then He just He delays it. You know, right. it's still good. It's just delayed. And so. Sometimes we just got to learn how to kind of get beyond ourselves, uh, our desires, our wants, uh, and really just allow the Lord to kind of have his way and work that process out in us. Um, one of the things um, with with this passage of scripture that I think warrants, um, you know, some discussion, and that is that the, obe- the obedience that Simon Peter um, exhibited created an opportunity for other people. His obedience right. in when, when Jesus told him to launch out into the deep and let down his nets, because the reality is he could have said, no, I'm not doing that. I've already done that. You know, I'm told all night. I know you just preached a good word. The word was good. I know you are, you know, a man of God, but we're tired, right? We're not going back out there. But right. his obedience not only opened something up for him, but it put him in the position to be a blessing for somebody else. And I think sometimes we we are wanting to do all of this other stuff when you know the Bible is sacrifice. Sometimes just doing what is part of the, the teaching process. It's part of the learning process. Right. That's learning to be obedient through your frustrations. That is the time we're more apt to be disobedient when we are frustrated. And so that is a, a lesson of discipline, right? Which is necessary for a disciple, right? Discipleship is about discipline. And so when we think about right. being able to be obedient in my frustration. And, and something else, you were, when you were talking about your example of um, before, you know, you were ordained as the pastor of the church, you kept serving. Um, and, and, and we can't just, you know, walk away from, from things because we're frustrated. You were frustrated, but you kept serving. You, you kept, you know, and, and I believe that part of that was your process. Part of that was what God was putting in you through, through that is, is teaching you to serve through that frustration, teaching you to remain obedient through that frustration. And it is when we are obedient, some, somebody else benefits from our obedience. And that's what happened in this situation. He, that it was so many fish that, that their net break. And so they beckoned unto their partners, the other ships, that were around. And so just because the other ships were, were around and Simon Peter was obedient, they came and they got filled. And so much that their boats began to sink. 
and that is the moment when in verse eight it says when Simon Peter saw it, when he saw that the other ships were now beginning to sink because they had so much fish, he fell down at Jesus's knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." And and really, what was happening is. When we recognize how sinful we are is the moment we recognize how great God is. And so it is in the presence of God that our, uh, you know, true essence is revealed. The closer we get to God, the more we see us. And so when he's saying, I'm a sinful man, like, oh, Lord, and he calls him, oh, Lord, that was a really big kind of recognition because now you know, he he started, if we go back to the, the beginning verses of the uh, earlier verses of the passage, I'll find the verse here in a minute, but he called him master because he recognized, right. you said that earlier, that he, he had heard enough about this, this Jesus, you know, uh, to respect him to that point. He called him master after he walked in obedience and all of the fish came. He went from calling him master to Lord. And that transition of recognizing who he was, like this is not just a man who's a good teacher. because That's what master is, is right. referring to. This man is a great teacher. He know the word. He got a revelation of God, Lord have mercy, through his obedience to the, to the point that he recognized this is not just master, a good teacher. This is Lord. This is who this is who this is. And and a lot of times as even as I'm talking, what I'm realizing is that when we have these frustrating situations, what God is trying to do in those situations is put us where we need to be to get a revelation of him that will change how we view life completely. Correct. It, it changed him so Correct. much that the man quit his job right? To, to follow Christ because he got a revelation of who Christ really was after he was obedient. There was a transition that from calling a master to calling him Lord. And I believe, you know, in our walk with God, that, that is the transition that God desires for us to have. He desires for us to learn who he is the more and the more we find ourselves in frustrating situations, I believe those situations give God another opportunity to reveal something about himself that we didn't know before. And so I, you know, it, and it forces. I'll add to that too. That Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was just going to add to that, that, I mean, the, the other, the, for me, when, as you were talking, what, what I was thinking about and what the Lord's kind of putting on my heart was, was the simple fact of, uh, again, looking at the, the end outcome. It wasn't just about Simon Peter, but, but ultimately James and John end up mm -hmm. becoming a part of this movement that Jesus is doing. They become, they, they realize their purpose um, through, through the frustrating moment of Simon Peter. Uh, and, and God just kind of spoke to my heart that, that we got to remember that this, that what we're going through, many of the things that we go through, the trials, the tribulations, um, they're meant not only to build us, but also to be a testimony for others uh, yeah. that that God can take us through, that he can bring us through even the hardest times. And that at the end of those times, not only does God bless you, but he allows you to be a blessing to others. And what we ultimately end up seeing is, you know, when you get to into the book of Acts in the second chapter, what you ultimately end up seeing is this whole thing come full circle. Right. Um, right. Peter's no longer fishing. For, for for fish anymore 
Uh, but now he has become a fisherman of men. Now, what you know, what 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 I want to do, I I really want um, any listeners to be encouraged and not um, in your frustration to and to encourage someone that's listening to go back to that thing that you believe God gave you to do that you put on the shelf, whether it is a book, whether it is a, a ministry for women or, or, or teenagers, what, whatever that thing is that you believe that God has put in you to do that you've tried before that has not worked. I, I just want to encourage someone to go back to it. And this time when you go back to it, um, in the preparation process, make sure that all of the pieces are there. Those pieces are prayer, right. praise, um, reading the word, right? Making sure those because that that is the foundation. Um, and you can have a good idea, um, but a good idea is not always a God idea. And so, just because it's a good idea, you got to see what God has for you to do with that idea. Um, I, I said this, I think, in my first podcast after I wrote my first book, a pastor friend of mine, he said something to me and he probably doesn't even know that it was very impactful. And he just simply asked me a question and he said, you say, so what's next? And it, it you know, it really kind of forced me to think because what, what that question did was kind of open up this possibility that, yeah, you wrote the book, but Maybe that's not all that God wants to do, you know, with that and that there's something else you can do. And um, through that, and of course, prayer um, is why the podcast kind of how the podcast came into being um, and just believing God, even when it's frustrating. When right. You first start something out that's new. Um, it, it may take a while to get it to what you see, because sometimes we have a vision for the end. What God has shown us is what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, but what he does not show us are the steps that are going to have to be part of the process before it becomes that. Um, and that is where the frustration comes in, I think, um, in, in our individual walks, uh, where we become most frustrated because we, it's what you said earlier, Pat. You said you knew you knew that God had, you know, put that in you to be a pastor. You, you already knew that that was going to be, you know. And so here you are in a position where you're thinking this looks like this could be it, you know. This this, but this the things that happened prior to you becoming the pastor, um, and that is how our walk with God is. He he shows us the end, the vision he gives us. It's for what it's, it's going to look like when it's all said and done. Right. Um, those steps in between where the frustration comes. And here's the reality. The enemy, he, there's no point in him messing, you, messing with you once the vision is fulfilled the way you see it because it's already done. So he comes to try to disrupt you on your way to the fulfillment of that, that vision, that, that thing that God has put in you. And so, you know, I really want people to be encouraged in the process, you yes. know, that God has called you to do it. God has put in, put that in you to do, and you can't shake it. Cause sometimes, you know, you have an idea and it'll go away. But when God puts something in you, 
You can't shake it. It may be a year and it's something in it, you'll be like, man, I gotta, I gotta do this. And it'll come back. Um, and if we allow God to be God and, and allow the process to work, we're better for it. And not only are we better for it, it's like you just said, somebody else will be blessed by us allowing the process to happen the way, you know, God has designed it. Um, I want to um, give you a chance, um, Patrick, to one, give any closing remarks. And if there's anything you would like to share that you may be going on with your ministry or anything like that, I want to um, give you that opportunity. Oh, I, I just want to say, uh, again, thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your your podcast. I, I deem it an honor and a pleasure to, to have done it. Uh, and my, I guess my, if I have any concluding words, my concluding words would just simply be, you know, as we've been talking about the process to, to, to not, to understand that the blessing really is in the process. Um, because, because if you have not been prepared for what God is getting ready to take you into, whatever he brings you into will overcome you. Uh, and because yeah. that, that is not God's desire for our life, the, the process is what he takes us to, to grow us, to mature us, to prepare us. Um, for, for where we're going. And, and again, I would just encourage any person that's in the midst of a frustrating moment to recognize that this it's a part of the process, right? Um, and that many times God, God is delaying it because there's still yet something we need to learn, still yet something that we need to, to, uh, to get out of us, if you will, to, to give up, to let go um, before he can kind of walk us into uh, where he's truly calling us to be. And so I'll just, don't, don't give up. That's all I would say. Just don't give up. Um, continue to trust God and, and let the process work in us. Don't fight the process, but let it work in you. Awesome. I, and I think that's a great um, point to end on, that the blessing is in the process. Um, so don't abort the process um, just because it becomes frustrating. Just trust God to know that God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Um, Pat, thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest. I appreciate your time and your godly wisdom that you have shared with us. And I just pray blessings upon you and the family as well as the ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for tuning in to Life Changing Moments. It is my sincerest prayer that you heard something that will help you grow in God. If you're interested in the devotional book mentioned in this week's episode, you can find it on Amazon, Life Changing Word, a weekly devotional for growth and transition, author Jamika Ellison. I am Jamika Ellison, your host, and I hope you join us again.